Hey, this is Bill Goldberg of the Club Cavefade Podcast. And guess what? If you don't listen to this show, you're going to get effing speared. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 138 of the Club Cavefade Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. No. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I'm joined by Chris O'Mealy. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, that was the one and only line from Silent Movie. <laughs> this week's Talkin' Talkie. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Giant Media Ball and Podcast of Pennsylvania for continuing to support our incredible yet somewhat addicting podcasting habit. Thank you, guys. You are the best. Oh, they're still doing that, huh? They are. Believe they it or are not, indeed. so is Stitcher. Man, they, and they've canceled us like, what is this, 138? Like 136 times. Roughly, yeah. <laughs> and those were actually in a row. Some were twice during an episode. Like, it uploaded a little bit, they said, nope, canceled, and then they're like, you know what, we were a little harsh on them. No, 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 we weren't. Canceled again. And then they turned it, they turned it back on, and Vince was on the microphone. Man. I know, right? Whenever they're listening in... Good old racist Vince. Good old racist. Oh, he's good old racist Vince now. All right. Well, that was where he was wearing a Jr. hat, remember, and making fun of him. Well, it's better than that other hat he was wearing for a while. The pointy one. Oh yeah, the dunce cap. Oh yeah. Oh my God. All right, we're gonna talk about something that hasn't even happened yet. Because everybody's flipping their lid on the internet right now. Because everybody's acting like it's already happened. So Daniel Bryan has announced that on Raw, he is going to announce his retirement. And everybody has flipped their lid over this. Everybody's acting like it's already been said and done. And guess what? It's still not going to happen for at least three more hours. But chances are four and a half more hours. It'll happen a It'll happen at 10.59. Oh, God, and then it goes until 11.30? Yep. So your DVRs all get screwed. All you diver, diver people. Look, guys, if this is actually his retirement, he really doesn't have anything to be ashamed about career-wise. But I know people think say it's legitimate because it's being covered in a whole bunch of places and everything, and that's fine. We're not saying it's not legitimate. We're just saying that you, to cool your jets and let's let's hear what it is and let's hear why it is before we whoa, start Whoa, 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 out. whoa. I thought Wyatt was already going to be in a program with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that. That. Well, what do you think he's going to talk about? So I think, I think he's going to do just what he says. He's going to retire. I think it's from WWE because he's wanted this for a while. And so he's he, gonna be a quieter. He's gonna be a quieter, kind of like, kind of like Phil, kind of like Phil. Oh yeah, you know how oh, everyone, Phil, like Phil in April. And then everyone wants to call him 
Brian Danielson, Brian, Brianson, Daniel, 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 Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's, he's going to quit W well, retire from WWE competition and go work in Japan or work on the independence again. I, I think that's what he's going to do. I mean, he's, well, he's going to start his, his, he's going to start his own promotion oh, with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> Shut up, baby! I know it. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Futurama lately. But you know, it, it's funny how, like, you know, you're saying major news organizations cover it. I remember the whole. Remember the Billy and Chuck gay married storyline. Oh, and that they were on like the Today Show or whatever. Right, and got they had already stuff. Yeah, they got presents from. They Glad. got a gravy boat from the Pottery Barn. But like, yeah, but like Glad and all these these uh, pro gay uh, um, associations were giving them gifts. Like, but it had already been filmed, and it didn't go down, and they didn't tell anyone that this is a storyline. That they were like, "Oh, we'll take these gifts from Glad. Why not?" <laughs> so, I'm hoping yeah. they knew it was a storyline. They just didn't know how the storyline paid off. <laughs> well, I, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They assumed they were going to be a homosexual married couple on WWE television. Nope. They literally said, we're not gay in that segment. <laughs> we're not gay. We ain't the FGTs. <laughs> there were, <laughs> we are not the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> there was very much a slap in the face to all the gifts and media attention that they got. Well, I think that's a different circumstance because that left a part in the pun here, a bad taste in their mouths. Oh, like dicks. But if this was actually going to be a work and Brian doesn't retire, everybody's going to be happy about that. So it's a completely different scenario. I just I figure he's going to do what's best for him and his and his wife. Well, didn't AJ Lee retire because yeah, but like a year get out of like his con- her contract later, <laughs> and they were gonna they were just gonna hold her in in place. And That's Brian true. had just tried. Out. To, Brian was so frustrated with them not clearing him that he was like, "I'm gonna give notice instead." And they're like, "You can't. You're injured, so your contract is frozen." Like the whole Mysterio situation, and he was probably like, "F that! I'm not going through that situation. I'm not taking a downside guarantee." So he's gonna go. He's gonna go make someone else a lot of money, and they're gonna be like, they're gonna cancel the, They're gonna cancel half, the second half of Lucha Underground and refilm it, right? With all these Daniel Bryan segments. <laughs> what is Daniel Bella doing in the Impact Zone? Oh my! I was taking a drink at that moment, and I was worried I was going to screw it out of my nose. <laughs> So yeah, can we all? Uh... He's going into Daniel mode. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. D mode. So <laughs> how about D Bella? <laughs> D Bella. Oh yeah. So how about this, guys? How about we wait to see what happens before we flip out on the internet? Is that asking so much? It is? Yeah. All right, then maybe we should talk about things that already happened. (laughs) All right, here's some sad news. This week, 
ECW original Axel Rotten passed away. That was sad for two reasons. One, it's always sad when we lose a wrestler that's been around for a long time, or in general, we just lose a wrestler. But this is also one of those situations where, even though I never met him, I know a lot of people who have worked with him on shows. So it kind of hits close to home for me in that respect, because I'm feeling for the people who actually knew him. And, Pat, I know you know a lot of the same people, so... Right, right, yeah. I mean, I know people who worked with him, people who were friends with him. Um, I didn't know him personally. And it's, you know, uh, it comes across as another sad story of a lot of addictions and problems that go on behind the scenes that whether you do know about publicly or not, I mean, he's, he's another person on a list of professional wrestlers who had an addiction issue that led to his demise. And uh, working at a hotel that just had a Narcotics Anonymous group in, you know, when you look at some of these people, it's, it's, it is kind of heartbreaking to see what they're like now. So, you know... But you know what? And, and I don't. I don't want to make this sound like a lame PSA, but there is help out there, guys. Drugs are and bad, I'm good. Yeah, Mr. Mackey's out there for you. So, well, here's as shitty as death is. This news hit me even harder because this guy's actually my hero. But it was announced that Bret Hart has prostate cancer, and that one really went straight to the heartstrings. So let's just go ahead and throw this out there, guys. Cancer sucks. And I know a lot of people in the group who agree with that. You know, whether you're a survivor like Glenn or your dad's battling it like Tony Tantello, you know, cancer is just the worst. It's why, why literally would someone not the worst. agree with that? Is there someone who goes, oh, yeah, finally, cancer? I don't want to meet that person, and oh, I know yeah. they're out there. It'll decrease the surplus population. <laughs> I do not want to meet that person, but I know that you. We all know that person exists. There is a person. We, we out know there. that there's probably a million of them on the earth. Ah, uh, that's just. Uh. Oh, that's just so terrible. To think Someone who's about, just jealous I... of every other person who gets cancer. When's it going to be my oh, turn? There's, there's got to be a bunch of those people too. Oh God! <laughs> When's it going to be my turn? Okay. Oh God! What about me? <laughs> what about Raven? <laughs> I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about the, the the last of McGinnis documentary where he just. He gets, like, super sad at the one part because Daniel Bryan is, like, got to WWE and won the world title. And he's like, oh, I didn't do shit. <laughs> that was that was actually sad. And then, and so then now I'm doing that to somebody that is like, oh, my old best friend has cancer now. I wish I had cancer now. Uh, that McGinnis documentary is fantastic. <laughs> it makes you sad, but it, in the end, it all, it all kind of works out he finds his peace and happiness did you happen to see um someone posted a screenshot of wwe's periscope this week and uh <laughs> they they hashtag the breast brock lesnar instead of the beast <laughs> and i was just thinking brock with like susan j Komen pink shorts <laughs> oh god 
The breast frog cluster. He's going to take breast cancer to Suplex City. <laughs> or he's always got, like, he's always got chicken breasts with them. He's I like, don't think Paul cooked the chicken breasts. I don't think Jimmy John sells chicken breasts. You don't think they have a chicken breast sand- sandwich? You know what? In all the times I've ordered from them, I don't actually think they do. I think well, they mostly I'm going to do meats. an interactive segment. <laughs> You're going to go look up the Jimmy John's menu. Yeah, I've never had Jimmy John's. So. You mean they don't have right. a sandwich called the Breast Incarnate? <laughs> they should now. <laughs> I like how I like how the vegan host is coming up with new sandwiches for Jimmy John's, and then of course there's the swaggy. But but we know Pat's a vegan, so he doesn't want it to be made out of chicken breasts. He wants it to be made out of actual breasts. You know, like the no, type the type you take when they're cancerous. Wanna, I don't want to eat human breast tissue either. Like or you do you? Or do you? Oh, apparently there is one in Cornelius. Oh, maybe. I'll put it in Huntersville. There is a Jimmy John's like five minutes away from me, and they don't deliver to my location, and that infuriates me. Didn't you like where you used to live like across the street from me, and you used to watch them take forever to deliver to you? No, <laughs> but I almost did. Where I lived in Florida was if you were to exit out the street that my apartment complex was tucked back into – and like make a left and then go through two lights you'd be at the main stretch of road and then there was a place called Old Town which had like the old fa- old style carnival and all kinds of shops and restaurants and everything and then like this little shopping complex that you could park at it was almost like an outdoor mall and there was a Jimmy John's in there and they delivered they have turkey breast sandwich they have like the JJ Gargantuan, which has like everything on it. The JJ Gargantuan. It comes with all the meats. It is. Ooh. It's monstrous. Genoa salami, capicola, smoked ham, roast beef, turkey breast, provolone, lettuce, tomato, onion, mayo, and Italian dressing on it. And either I just have a really French big bread. appetite, or I'm just really fat because I've ordered that Gargantuan tons of times and it doesn't fill me up. I that would be the one I eat because I like the meats. <laughs> so, so what's your so, opinion on those Arby's commercials? Uh, where they have the meat. It's always like, oh, those fries look good. Those sandwiches don't. No, they <laughs> they're not good. Uh, I would get I, the JJ Gar. So, so officially, Jimmy John's has turkey breast, but not chicken breast. We just we really just advertised the shit out of Jimmy John's. I hope everybody orders Jimmy John's for dinner tonight. I don't think I could order anything on the menu. I'm actually going sh- to look and see. Yeah, you can. They've got a veggie sandwich. Let's see. Okay. Oh, but, I, you, but you don't. But you don't do the breads. I usually so you don't. You just want a salad. So he wants a salad. He wants a salad. Do you have an unchicken shit that I could turn into unchicken salad? Unchicken shit into unchicken salad. <laughs> Ultra mega chicken? No, shh. He is legend. He is legend. Arise, is that, chicken. Is that funny hat for chicken? Chicken, rise. Arise, rise chicken. chicken. Arise, arise, chicken. Everybody do it. Arise, chicken. <laughs> you say funny thing. I am so fucking we dead. We dead. Say it faster. Say it too slow. It loses meaning. 
<laughs> this is kind of a useless sandwich, the vegetarian. It's layers of provolone cheese, which I wouldn't eat, separated by real avocado spread, sliced cucumber lettuce, tomato, and, and mayo, which I wouldn't eat. So I would have a sandwich that literally was just avocado spread, sliced cucumber, lettuce, and tomato, which actually wouldn't be a terrible tasting sandwich. Just, well, you can cust- you can customize it any way you want. Like you can order it and be like, it's the one that has the turkey and the ham. But then you have an option on the website to click off the turkey and the ham. <laughs> I click. You ever see that one that one picture online? It's the Domino's pizza where the guy only he clicked off cheese and off bread and put in sausage. So it's literally just a big baked thing of bread with a bunch of sausage hunks on it. I, I remember recently I went to this place and uh i ordered this i was looking through the menu and i saw this awesome looking hummus sandwich and it had swiss cheese on so i was like hey can i get that hummus sandwich and with the vegetables on top and just no swiss cheese they're like okay sir so what cheese would you like instead i'm like no cheese at all are you sure it comes in the price yes no cheese i don't want any cheese i don't see what's so hard about this hello i'm ordering at your restaurant and i'd like to custom make my order we don't do that okay well, I'm going to go and order somewhere else. So, deuces. I don't, said, I don't get that. That said, hummus sandwiches. Hummus with anything on a sandwich is amazing. Hummus is delicious in general. So, I remember, uh, this I remember is our, my, our food podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my big experiment with hummus was I had like... I had, like, the snack food tray and then, like, the vegetable tray, and I've got, like, a pretzel in one hand and a carrot in the other, and I tried one at each time. I'm like, it's official. Hummus goes with everything. It does. And then because you hadn't had hummus in so long, you pooped your pants. Because all the fiber. All them beans and all that fiber. I don't remember that part. (laughs) But it might be accurate. Uh, Well, if you hadn't had hummus in a long time, it it is the 100% truth. So, uh, did you guys know that there was more wrestling stuff that happened? Oh, this yeah, this is a wrestling Was podcast. it covered in hummus? Because I don't know if I know about it. <laughs> All right. Before, before we completely lose control of our bowels, let's talk about what happened on Lucha Underground in this week's Lucha Talk. So, we got some more storyline advancement going on here. Um, Pentagon Jr. is going to team up with Prince Puma, and they have like a little sparring session in the back, where he's like, "We're going to be partners," and the whole thing's in Spanish with subtitles. And Vampiro's like, "Matt Stryker, don't talk to me about him." Oh yeah, that opening segment is apparently actually real. <laughs> yeah, it's the IRL. So like he was, so he was like teaching Pentagon Jr. But at some point, Pentagon Jr. became too powerful, and Vampiro got checked into an insane asylum. And he obviously got checked in by somebody else because he couldn't just release himself. He had to appease the doctors to leave. Even though Stryker picked him up. In a car that he literally was waiting outside for him, but he had to cover it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either. So how are we getting out of here? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Here's the car that I drove in that I covered. <laughs> like, I get it. It's a, it, was a, it was a fancy convertible. And I guess if he was there for a while, you would cover it up because you it was the it would be the paint would be wrecked by the sand and the sand would be inside the car. Yeah, just sand everywhere. Like you're swimming in the ocean. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. And that's why they sent Luke back to Tatooine. 
Revenge. He doesn't want to go there because there's sand. <laughs> He'll never Unless, find him. Is that is that why Ray went to Jakku? Because Luke was like, "All right, look." Trust me, if she has to be exiled, Desert Planet is what's up. <laughs> because my father, who's clearly dead, might come back. <laughs> and he will never find her there, because there's sand. Uh, the opening match was Johnny Mundo and Killshot, and it was really good because it was really good back and forth, a lot of reversals. It's one of those matches where it only couldn't be considered as being a great match because it was too short because it had the TV constrictions. But you could tell these two guys could have had an awesome match together. And then uh, who comes back? But it's Cage! The Swolverine. The Swolverine. Which I thought was hilarious. Hilarious! <laughs> the best part was, was Johnny ripping on him for calling himself a machine. He's like, yeah, 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 you're a machine. I get it. I've heard that before. <laughs> we have. And then uh, Killshot apparently wrestled twice because I didn't realize he was one of the disciples of death. I'm pretty sure, like when I looked him up, went from like the end of last season. He's the one that's like completely covered except for like his right. hands because he's actually black skinned so you can't. The other guys are the other guys are vaguely Mexican. <laughs> vaguely Mexican, yes. The disciples of vaguely Mexicans. And, and death. <laughs> oh, and death. And then uh, they do this awesome promo for PJ Black, who you guys would have known as Justin Gabriel. Justin Homosexual. <laughs> and he, he fights two lucha bikers at this. Oh yeah, they take their hotel, <laughs> take their helmets off, and they've got lucha masks on. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that had to have been terrible driving a motorcycle. <laughs> driving a motorcycle with a lucha mask and a motorcycle helmet. A lot on. of guys have trouble just actually having a decent match with the lucha mask on yeah if any of you guys out there drive a bike uh please don't try that just to, to tell us what it's like like really don't we don't need to know that badly oh man i can't wait till baron corbin starts wearing a mask and a well that was the best part they, they kept talking about the wolf and here comes uh this guy in a motorcycle i'm like what the hell is this tell me freaking baron corbin's going to the temple right now <laughs> That's what I thought was happening, and I was actually really angry. So about he can that. get massacred. So he fights these bikers, and then he makes his debut match, and everybody cheers for him. And he fights Willie Mack, and Willie Mack kicks the crap out of him and actually wins. And then Dan's like, oh, well, he did have to fight two bikers before he got there. That actually makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, that does make sense. <laughs> Lucha Underground is a documentary, and the events happen in real time. And then uh, we, we see that uh, Marty's got Sexy Star side up still, and his sister's going to be debuting pretty soon, and Dan already knows who the sister is. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Sister Abigail. Melissa. Oh, it's uh, Sister Cheerleader Melissa. Sister Cheerleader Melissa, exactly. And uh, and, there, and he says that don't worry, because all three of them will be showing up there, so and I then, uh, smell new trios champs! And then we got the all-new female coming in. Oh, yeah, Thunder Rosa as, uh, as, as the name. As Cobra Kai. As Cobra Kai. <laughs> Actually, at least there was a wrestler named Cobra Kai. Yeah, it was Cobra Moon, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And then the 
the last match and is, she's like Catwoman. Like, she's Catwoman, but a wrestler. Pretty much, yeah. The last the last match is the Cypress of Death yeah, versus <laughs> versus Puma and Pentagon. And then Pentagon's all about to break that arm. Don't break that arm, boy. But Puma gets away. Well, they win the match because Pentagon tags himself in right after uh, right after Puma hits the six thirty. Six three zero. But I, I kind of like how they were. Uh, he was tormenting Mil Mortes because he broke his arm last week. So he's just sitting up in his throne with a cast on, looking all peeved. Oh man. And then we, of course, we ended. We're trying to figure out what's going on with Dragon Azteca, and we realize that he's a disciple and he's got a partner, and his partner is that Buyaka dude. Who's who's that jumping out of the sky? Yes, but he's having problems with his AAA contract and wants to come back to WWE because they ain't paying. <laughs> yes, so oops. <laughs> but they but they they're gonna do the same thing that they did with Daniel O'Brien. They'll just put Rey Mysterio on the sidelines, be like, "Oh yeah, you're injury prone. You're gonna go sit next to King Barrett." I don't know if he if he can get a downside guarantee and worth enough money, you deal yeah. with it. <laughs> well, speaking of injuries, uh, Finn Balor got hurt. He got an ankle injury, but it's obviously not that bad because he's just taping it. But they're doing that really funny thing on the. At the house shows where he does his celebration at the end, and Bailey always joins him. And when he throws his arms up to do his music crescendo, he trips on his crutches. <laughs> but then Bailey went and did the, the demon entrance for him because he couldn't do it. It's like NXT is fun or something. Yeah. It's like they're having a good time. You know who's not having a good time in NXT? Five guys who got released this week. Five guys burgers that got released this week. <laughs> well, three wasn't enough, so they had to release five. Yeah, that was funny because they announced three people and then like two hours later, two more. <laughs> I wish Biggie had tweeted about that. So Bull Dempsey asked for his release, and I was disappointed they didn't do more with him. But you know, good I mean, for he him. He just lose this last week on NXT. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Luis and Sylvester Laford are gone too, so no Which more. They fresh haven't guys. had anything for like a year, so. Well, yeah, I don't even remember the last time I saw Laford wrestle. I think it was that hair versus hair match that he wasn't even part of. And then Luis was doing like the the Phantom of the Opera deal without the mask, and then he just Disfeared, stopped right? being around. Yeah, the last thing he did was he was in the uh, the Dusty Tag Team Classic with uh, Trent Knight, I think. Who I think their match wasn't even on on TV. No, it was one of those half-show matches. Half show matches. Uh, and then two guys that were still at the Performance Center, and we never oh, saw yeah. them. One of them had a gimmick name, too. One of them had a gimmick name. Uh, speaking of releases, after that altercation with Revy Sky, Awesome Kong has been released from TNA. So, that kind of stinks. I think she'll be okay. She's one of the people that are over enough to make it uh, make oh yeah it she could go anywhere she wants and be over as crazy and if you guys were worried about seeing a Braun Strowman versus Undertaker match at Wrestlemania I was worried you might not have to worry so much because after the horribly negative reaction that went out on the internet over it WWE officials immediately started reconsidering their decision 
immediately. They said it only took 24 hours for them to start reconsidering after seeing the backlash for that. At least they're getting better, because a year ago they would have just done it. <laughs> well, well, they also had to specify that Vince still wants it to happen, and you know he has final say, so... Well, I think Undertaker has almost as much say as Vince does. It's also one of those things where Vince is getting appeased by, like, he wants Roman Reigns to be the guy that they push. So it's like, okay, you can have that still, even though that's clearly not working. However, we can't do this, too. <laughs> you have to pick one. I always picture, like, they, they always have to give Vince a toy to focus on, you know what I mean? And then, like, okay, these other ones we're going to take care of, but you just focus on that one. Because <laughs> it was John Cena for the longest time, right. and now it's Roman Reigns. That's why Vince McMahon and, and Vince Russo were perfect for each other. Because they covered where the other one went insane. <laughs> they really did. And look what happened when they split. They really they really covered each other's, uh, yeah. Like, they always reeled the other one in when they went insane. <laughs> and uh, one last piece of note we have to get out there. Um, if you guys are familiar with the Pie Crust, Dan's old podcast, his partner, Mike Irizarry, his brother just made his wrestling debut. And Dan... Please give us the details. Uh, he made his referee debut at the uh, National Pro Wrestling Day event this last weekend. He was a referee, and his name is Travis. Last name not important. <laughs> oh, that's the best. And apparently he did such a good job that later in the show there was a ref bump, and the fans started chanting for the new guy. That's awesome. <laughs> so... I think some of our listeners attend National Pro Wrestling Day, so... I think Josie went. Um, <clears throat> Adrian Cotton went last year. He might have gone again this year. Because it's in Reading, so that's not far for a lot of these people. In fact, it's really, really close for me. It's like a half hour away, but I was working all weekend, and it was one of those weekends that we were really busy, and they're like, you cannot have this weekend off. So I just messaged Mike. I'm like, I'm not going. And then he's like, well, I'm not going either. Like, but isn't your brother going to be there? You should so go to he, support like, him. actually going to be on the show now? Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, Mike's brother won a contest last year for free training at the Russell Factory. And so he recently got moved up to the advanced classes. So now he's actually making appearances on shows doing, doing extra stuff like being a referee. It's awesome. Good Not for him. Star power for my liking. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, and then stuff happened on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and you know those shows. But uh, uh, yeah. But but nothing super important except that uh, AJ Styles broke the Miz's money maker, and that was pretty funny. In the Miz's best match in a long time, um, probably wow. since getting the figure four. <laughs> and and <laughs> yes, I, I would dare say yes. Um, so, in a battle of Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> woo, and Ric Flair apprentices, but yes, woo, woo. This gave Miz the most character he's had in a long time too by chipping his tooth. The promo he cut after on the the fallout. Oh, was you awesome. mean like freaking Cody Rhodes having what was it, his orbital bone? Yeah, how that actually made his pretty boy gimmick go even further, right into Doctor Doom. <laughs> Which I, I I'm fine if they do that with the Miz, where he just like has to cover up half of his face or something, 
It's the Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's just going to be awesome. I came to play. Because he's going to have the disfigured music. He kind of dresses like a druid already. He's got that weird thing going on where he's like, I'm Albert Wesker, but I'm also a nun. Oh, yeah, because he, like, stopped the Johnny Cage stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Because he realized the next step was to tattoo his name on his own chest. So. (laughs) Or or a big dick sword. (laughs) So. He could always get that. Oh, did you see, like, it was, like, a, maybe a month ago now, but there was, like, a WWE.com post about somebody actually made the sword from the tattoo. And it's actually pretty badass, but it looks a little small. Like, Brock Lesnar couldn't hold on to it to use it in a sword fight. <laughs> so he couldn't literally rip it off of his chest. And he had to put his hand it. around the brass knucks part. Like, he wouldn't be able to put his hand, his, his hand in there. I'm waiting for that. Brock Lesnar Scott Steiner sword fight at WrestleMania. Scott it's gonna happen with a Care Bear stare. Care Bear um, stare on a full match. Um, <laughs> so after that match, though, because Jericho was on commentary the whole time, and they're still doing the heel Jerry Lawler, where oh this guy isn't anything here. He's had maybe like two matches. He's useless. Um, so after AJ wins with the calf killer, which is now renamed the calf crusher, not a big deal. I'm okay with that. Um, Jericho comes in the ring and dares him to beat him again next week on SmackDown. Calf crusher doesn't sound like a submission hold. Sounds like an impact move. I'm okay with it though, because he he is bending your calf backward. It is kind of crushing it. So I don't think it's terrible, but I, I like the feel you get from like, the way they're they're booking AJ Styles, which is funny because you you read so much that's contrary on the web to what what Vince McMahon supposedly thinks about him, according to what these people are writing. But they they are booking him flawlessly. They're making him seem like a real big star. Having Jerry Lawler put him down, unlike when they did Michael Cole and Daniel Bryan, is actually helping. And now Jericho being so invested in wanting to beat this guy but still keeping it face-face is pretty good because Jericho is going to turn on him. I mean, he's going heel. Jericho always goes heel when he actually has a return. Yeah. He comes back face because there's just... There's no way to not do because that. Because everyone's like, oh my one. God, Chris Jericho! And then he, Even when they, he did the troll return, he still had to be face for like when he did the first the, Come few on, weeks. baby! Respect, respect, respect. And then uh, he's going to turn on him. Because he's going to lose on SmackDown, and then we're going to have another match at Vroom Vroom Vroom. Yes. I can't wait for Vroom Vroom Vroom. First Learn, which, by the way, was the name of the Flash episode last week. Oh, yes, it was. First Learn. And then wasn't uh, Agent Carter was smoking mirrors. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you She's see- always fucking mirrors tonight! Did you catch in the credits that that Flash episode was dedicated to Ben Stiller? Oh, he's my favorite motherfucker. Told you. Didn't I? Didn't I? <laughs> Alright, guys, we brought back Q&A this week, so we're going to give you some A's to your Q's. Alan Craig asks, What was the most horrific or jaw-dropping thing you guys ever witnessed in your time in the wrestling business? Well, I have to tell 
this isn't horrific because it was actually horrible to to witness in a bad way. It was just horribly executed. So we were doing an outdoor show for World Star Wrestling. Oh man! And you know you know exactly what story I'm about. Yeah, I do. So the the main event is supposed to be um, their champion, who was Jack Molson, and he's taking on one of the original Super Destroyers, number Super two. Destroyer number one. Oh, it was one. Okay, it was yeah, it was number one, and they were going to do a flaming table spot for the finish. <laughs> oh, is it was his birthday. Yeah, it's yeah. Molson's birthday. <laughs> so it worked out perfectly because the the show was at a. It was at this huge park right behind the firehouse we used to do our monthly shows at. And they had just an old beat-up table that was just sitting out in the back that they weren't going to use anymore. So we decided to use that for the flaming table. And you could tell something was going down because we actually had two firefighters right there with the extinguishers. They were all set and ready to go. So everybody knew what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. Molson's manager was the bald guy. That was his name, the bald guy. Super nice guy. Pat knows him. Also bald. Very bald. And <laughs> so they're about to do the spot. They've got uh, Molson teetering on the on the apron, and the table's behind him. And the <laughs> wait, wait, and what's or just Dan? What's the rule in comedy? You can do something how many times? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy rule. So. Molson's selling the show. So he does, he, does, he does the whoa, 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 but he goes way too many well, times. Well, he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're trying to, And then six times they, later. <laughs> they cover the table with charcoal fluid because yeah. they didn't get lighter fluid. They got charcoal fluid, which You never know that every time it's wrong, so no, every time. <laughs> so there's like little sparks popping up at the very edge they're of like, the soap yeah, table. Like three flames dancing on this table. And they're just trying fruitlessly to do this. And we're all watching. And you can just feel everything just hitting a crescendo and then falling, falling, falling. The the funny part is I was right. I was at ringside as security guard. So I I heard everything as it was going on. I just heard him go, oh, fuck. <laughs> he just drops through. He just drops through the table and and cracks his head open on the pavement. And of course, <coughs> that was that was the night I did the the heel ring announcer turn. So I'm trying to keep kayfabe, but I couldn't. And I started laughing hysterically because of what an epic failure that whole thing was. You should have just mocked him, and then you would have actually been heel. <coughs> um, yeah, Molson was babyface at the time. He hadn't changed his name to Christopher Triumph yet. That was his big babyface name. That's his babyface name. Which, yeah. yeah, which I don't understand how you could be a, you know, a four hundred pound heel who is not, you know, you're not overcoming any odds here. But Christopher Triumph. Triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. <laughs> uh. Pat, we got to have your. We need to just get your brother's opinion on the Christopher Triumph name because I remember his long, long response to that <laughs> of how it was the single worst name he had ever heard, even worse than Chic Boyardee. Well, here's my second story, and I was not with. Well, because because Lord knows I don't have a story, so go ahead, have a second story. Because. <laughs> 
All right. So I was not witness to this, but I heard the entire thing pretty much live as it was happening and got the pictures. And I've never laughed harder at a wrestling story in my life. It's so funny to hear Joey Image tell the story now because every time he does, I start cracking up. Oh, and the I was one there time, for this oh, too. well, well, uh, Matt Derline was like, "Oh my god!" Last time Joe told the story, he got mad at you. I'm like, "Why?" I wasn't even there. He goes, "Because he's like, O'Malley fucking loves this story," <laughs> and I do because they were doing a show that Dale Gagne was going to be part of. Yeah. Yep. Because World Star was the, the the fake AWA banner at the time. I was, actually- and Glitter was like. Supposed to do a I, talk show with Dale Gagne. <laughs> yes. Del Gagner. You were doing the Pat Backlund gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm getting these texts from Joe, and he's like, so I'm supposed to play a whole new gimmick tonight because Gagne's here and Glitter loves gimmicks. He's like, so I, I can't be Joey Image tonight. I'm like, so what are you going to do? He goes, he wants me to be Iraqi. I'm like, come again? He's like, yes, I have to basically play an Iraqi gimmick. So he had to like wear like a full chic costume and cover up all of his very visible Italian tattoos. And he's like, you know, I've only been their cruiserweight champ like a bunch of times and been on the roster for like five years. But no, nobody's going to know who I am at this show. And uh, this became the one and only K-Man contribution to the wrestling business. Which unfortunately means he's made more contributions to the wrestling business than I have. Because Pat brought him to the show to work security, and they needed to come up with a name, so he called him Sheepboy RD, so he could still be kind of Italian. So Joe sends me the picture of him walking out to the ring with the most pissed off look on his face with the caption and I'll, the caption, I'm Shane D. Antonio named me. Look how fucking thrilled I am. <laughs> and I, and his, the, the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the covering he wore, like the, the gimmick, the robe or whatever did not cover his Italian tattoo. <laughs> It was so bad. <coughs> oh, man. It was it was hilarious. And the best that part was... is that right, he, the guy wasn't there because the cease and desist came through. <laughs> right, he wasn't even there. He, yeah, he wasn't back. there that night. I actually ended up ring announcing instead, and, and I, then I don't think I did anything else because he called. But you out did the segment with Molson instead. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I did do that one. That's right. I got tossed out of the ring. That was actually a pretty funny moment and a story worth telling. Uh, Actually, there's two stories from that night worth telling. Um, The first time is um, I stopped taking bumps because I ended up tearing muscles in my lower back, uh, quite a few of them. So I was doing the managing gimmick, and when Molson got... when his character got mad because I was dropping him as, as a client because he couldn't get gold... Um, he, he tossed me out of the ring through the center rope, and I had never learned how to go out over the top or through the center. So I just kind of had to wing it. And uh, so after I got um, down on the middle rope, he kicked me the rest of the way over, and I landed on my right knee, and and my quad was just like, like I couldn't even stand up for a second. And so I, I limped to the back, and... It was, I mean, I was all right after that, but it was funny because I remember limping to the back and I'm like, oh shit, I have to go out for that match after. And so the next match in, I'm like, 
yo, so I should go out there limping, right? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, he threw me, and I landed on my leg, and everybody saw it. Why shouldn't I be limping? So then I started limping and holding my leg, and I, I got on the on the um, the ringside turnbuckle there, and I start, and then I got down the apron, and people were yelling at me because I was holding my leg, and I started yelling at him. I said, "You stop talking to me right now!" And I slammed down my bad leg, and then I pretend to gimmick it even more, and they're like, "You're slamming your bad leg!" I'm like, "Don't tell me what to do." Um. And then... Oh late- my leg! <laughs> yes. Then later in the night, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, I didn't know Molson carried a gimmick chainsaw. and uh, so With he, no chain. With no chain. But I wasn't aware of that when he came out, because I didn't see the chainsaw. And he's chasing me around the ring with his chainsaw. I'm like, holy fuck, this thing better be gimmicked. It better be gimmicked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pat, he brought a real chainsaw to kill you with. <laughs> Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. Forgot to take off the chain. Okay. Now, now let me tell an actual horrific story, because this one, this one always drove me nuts. Um, so, Molson, one time, accused Johnny Toxic of being fat and lazy in the ring. Oh, I was there for and you, too. Oh, my God. As, as, as penance for, this was your first day. Wasn't it? That was your first show because you you signed the training contract that day. Mm. Oh, so this happened more than once. This also happened on my debut as Molson's manager because oh, I don't even want to talk Carino about thing. that's well, that's 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 not a fun story. That's a disgustingly unprofessional story. All right, since we already mentioned it, uh, All right? No, well, let's not talk anymore well, about it. Let's go with your story. So, <laughs> in order to. Uh, for for John to prove his worth as being the cruiserweight champion because he was going to win the belt that night, <laughs> Glitter made him do ten thousand hack squats before the show started. Wait, how did they know and, he was going to win the belt? The match didn't even happen yet. Well, they were considering putting it on him, but they weren't sure, so they wanted to test him pretty much by making him do ten thousand hack squats. So wrestling's not. And real. then they would decide. Then they would decide later. If he was going to be worthy enough to be champ, they made the decision before the match actually started because it, Ronnie Glitter was the ref for the match, and he had to whisper to me that John was going over because I didn't even know yet. In fact, my note there was nothing written down on the back. John went through all this crap. He got you know he he tried to actually eat healthy for lunch that day, even though Molson was yelling at him for what he was eating while he was eating the. Uh, the, and I'm not even making this up, the 30 double cheeseburgers that Mike Simsack and I had picked up because – and the guy at McDonald's thought I was joking. I'm like, no, I'm really ordering 30 double cheeseburgers for a wrestling show down the street. I'm not making this up. <laughs> so, of course, like he's like wolfing these things down and just yelling at John for everything that John's doing. They finally get out there. They have their match. As good as they can – it was Joey Image was the champ. They had the best match they could possibly have when your quads are shot from 10,000 squats. And even though John went over, he couldn't celebrate because when he went to the back, all Glitter did was scream at him. And my favorite line was, you think that belt makes you a fucking champion? And Image, under his breath, was like, well, yeah, that's why you put it on him. So uh, that was that was more of the, the, the negative side of the business. And I'll just say it in passing, since we mentioned it and people are going to ask anyway. 
the last show we worked for World Star, Molson and John worked the main event, and Molson was so pissed at him for making him look fat and lazy that he smacked John in the back of the head and took a real cheap shot at him in the locker room. What pissed us off, though, was he waited for Steve Carino and all the AWA guys to leave before he flipped out. So it was it was a premeditated assault. It wasn't just, I'm raging. That was, uh, that was a very uncomfortable situation, too. So hopefully that answers your question, Alan Craig, about the really the best and the worst. That was a really rough situation. <laughs> it was, and that's why none of you work there ever again. Well, <clears throat> when, well, the thing is, I knew they were they didn't want they were really trying to phase me out anyway. And I saw the writing on the wall because they were bringing in a new ring announcer. They were going to have me kind of train him, and then he's going to be like, he's going to take the heat off you for the shows. You know, he'll work the first half and you'll work the second half type deal. And I'm like, okay, I get it, because like we hadn't even spoken in like six months, so I wasn't even sure I was still working there. And then once that happened, and the reason I stuck with John was because I wouldn't have a job in the wrestling business if it wasn't for John. And that's why you had Jesse go kill him in his apartment. <laughs> that's why we – and that incident, the that incident at that show was why John and I got with Chris Decker and started GSW, which is still running today. So that one – that incident was the reason we started our own promotion. It was <laughs> – it was a really weird situation, though, because I remember I was, like, stuck in between, because here I am, I'm someone who debuted on this show, I'm working with someone who, you know, say what you will about the guy, but he he was able to teach me a lot, and um, and then... If he liked you, he did everything for you. Right. That's just it. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, here I am, and I'm driving home with you guys, you guys are my ride. <laughs> no, you didn't come with us that time. That was John and I by myself ourselves. Sure? Yeah, because we had a long talk in the car ride home. Oh, maybe I came by myself then. I I thought I rode back with you guys, but maybe your girlfriend drove you. No, no, that didn't happen. Oh wait, did that ever happen, Pat? No, <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> no, no, that, that never was, happened. Yeah. I'd, first of all, I'd have to have a girlfriend that drove. Um. And I've had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so ladies, if you'd like to get with Mr. Pat McDermott, make hey, sure you have a fucking driver's license. Yeah. Also, hey, ladies, you know, back down, not all of you at once, but uh, I'm going to see Daredevil on Valentine's Day, or excuse me, Deadpool on Valentine's Day this year. I'll watch Daredevil, too. Why not? But um, one lucky lady can certainly join me to, to watch Deadpool. Deadpool. All right, we got some other questions here we need to answer. It's a fun one. Jeff Trellowitz says, So I'm watching some old SmackDowns lately, and I saw one of the worst angles I think I've ever seen. I remembered it the first time around, but I was curious what your thoughts were on the Tori Wilson, Dawn Marie, Al Wilson storyline. Dan, were you watching when this went down? No. Good. So the basic story. Well, I saw the hot stuff that was on the pay-per-views. Jesus. So basically, how it went down was Dawn Marie seduced Tori Wilson's elderly father, and then they got married in one of the only weddings in wrestling history that went through without a hitch. But on the honeymoon, she sexed him to death. And they had a singles match at the Royal Rumble that year, and it was awful. 
All you need to know about the Al Wilson storyline is it won the, t- the uh, 2003 Gooker Award. All you need to know is that there was a pay-per-view where they were almost naked. It was great. That part was great. It was it was the storyline itself was not. All right. Joe Kalaya, can you think of the specific moment where you gave up on TNA? Which time? I, I've I've given them a lot of chances, but I will tell you the very the last time I actually watched TNA was right after they started doing the Manhattan tapings and Bully Ray came out and I think Dreamer might have been there or whatever and it was like the first segment and their entire promo was just bashing the WWE and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. Their entire premise of their show is to bash the other people and they have nothing else to go off of. I can't watch this anymore and I haven't since. Um, the time before that was the infamous Bobby Lashley promo. I have nothing to say. <laughs> See, I've I've dabbled with TNA now and again, and I think the last time I watched TNA, it was a decent stretch of time too. They had some good programs going. They had these awesome backstage um, segments, and they their were backstage filming... guerrilla camera work is really cool. Yeah, they, they I were like that. that guerrilla style. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan was there, and I was actually enjoying it because um, that was when Bully Ray first started coming into his own. Um, they had Bully, Jeff Hardy. And I think Anderson and Angle as kind of like their main stars they were booking around for a while. And it was really, really good because they got really deep with the characters, save Jeff Hardy talking to himself inside his own head. Ah, balls. But, I mean, even that was like, that was like the cringeworthy, funny segment you get away with on the show. And the rest of the stuff was all good. I mean, they had, um, they really had... Yeah, they had um, Rude and Aries feuding and then becoming a tag team. They had um, James Storm well, going on his own. As as Dan has pointed out multiple times, TNA's problem has never been talent. Oh, yeah, right. And they had um, bad influence, Kaz and Daniels. I mean, that was the time to watch right. TNA, I thought. But yeah, they were the world problem, tag team champions of the world, and that's not redundant. My problem with TNA is it's like, you have, it's like having a chessboard, and you have all the correct pieces, but you have no idea where to put them. Right, and I felt like they, they had that for a while, but then they stayed stagnant. Like, you were expecting these feuds to change and develop, and suddenly someone who you watched for weeks, like, they were doing a they were doing a good thing with Zima Ion, with uh, the, what's his name, Jesse Football Man? Jesse, not Neil, but... Um, Sorensen? Sorensen, yeah. And they had this thing where Zima Ion oh, like, I'm Randy, the guy who Randy broke Batista. his neck. Yes, Randy Batista. <laughs> Um, but he was like, you know, I broke his neck and they ran with that and ran with that. And then they just stopped. They're like, okay, well, but cause they made him a much more valuable heel by doing that. Like he's the pretty boy, but he'll, he'll break your freaking neck. You know, like it, it worked. We'll break your stopped. freaking neck. I think aces and eights kind of lost me a lot. Um, it was good for a while. And then all of a sudden it just went to shit. Yeah, there was the video with Bully Ray at the end where he explained, like, how he was the leader the whole time. That was good. Because it actually, like, you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, all this crappy TV you went through to get to here? Wow, Bully Ray is a genius. And then, um... Well, I think that was, that was, that was the main problem I had. They would make this giant step forward, and then they take three giant steps back, and... 
You know, how far are you going right. to regress before you just can't take the product anymore? My thing with TNA now is if I hear there's a really, really good match, like, okay, Bound for Glory just happened, and this match is must-see. I'll go out of my way to watch the match, and I've been doing that with TNA, but I can't just sit down and watch Impact anymore. If I hear something good happened, I'll check it out, but the product as a whole has just lost me, and I don't see any point of going back to them, because... You know, I'm still watching WWE. I'm still getting what I feel is my money's worth out of it, out of the network and everything with NXT. And I've got Lucha. Ring of Honor has a weekly show, too. And then they've got the New Japan stuff that keeps happening. Yeah, I think so. they lost a lot of the talent that makes them, that made them yeah. valuable. And that's yeah. all WWE talent at this point. I mean, AJ Styles, <laughs> went, they're in the middle of Aces and Eights. They, they lost AJ Styles, they lost Samoa Joe. Right. But in the middle of the whole Aces and Eights, they had AJ come back, and it was kind of like Sting, where it, they were like, oh my god, it's TNA saving grace, AJ Styles, and he was wearing, like, black biker vest, but he had, like, the no one t-shirt on, and then it turned out he, was, he, wasn't, playing, he wasn't playing for either side, he was for himself. That was such a great gimmick. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> I remember one of the biggest flubs with Aces and Eights was, uh, they're like, they debuted a new member, and it was freaking Taz. And Taz wasn't going to wrestle, and he wasn't going to manage anybody. He was just a guy, he was like an NWO commentator. And there was no way he could get his comeuppance because of his injury history. Like, even Dixie got powerbombed through a table eventually. Right, yeah, so I guess that, that, and you're exactly right when you say that, like, TNA, they, they don't... They, they they stay stagnant on something, and we really don't know where to go. And that's how they lose people. And that's why, like you said, AJ Styles in WWE now. Samoa Joe is about to be pushed to the main roster as soon as after WrestleMania, probably. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it, and a lot of that, they're to blame for. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I've given them so many chances. I've watched so much of their stuff. And I don't like it anymore, so... And you know what? And you don't have to like it. And I know there's always that... And I've said it before. There's always that argument where it's like, well, if you're a real wrestling fan, you should watch all the wrestling you can. And I I do kind of believe that. But, you know, at the same time, when I say you should watch all the wrestling you can, that means you should give everything a chance. If you give something a fair stake and it's not for you, that's completely different. That's dumb. I like movies, but I don't don't watch every movie. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give different products a chance, because you're never going to know what you're going to like. But if you don't like something, you don't like it. That's just how it is. <clears throat> All right. Russell Wright asks, what other wrestling-related shows or podcasts, if any, do you listen to? And I am sad to say that I really don't anymore, and I wish I did. I listen to some of my friends' shows, like That Image Guy and Shows from a Hat. But I don't really listen to, like... Like, if Talk is Jericho has a guest I really want to hear, I'll download the episode. Yeah, but I, I mean, really like, don't. AJ Styles? Yeah. But I really don't follow a lot of stuff, just because it's too much content to follow on a weekly basis, and I don't have a good... Vo- like, if I worked at a job where I could listen to podcasts while I was working, I'd probably listen to a ton of content. But unfortunately, that's just not an option for me. Um, I listen to... DDP Radio, I listen to, uh, I used to listen to RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, but since we've had this show for over a year now, over two years, right, I really don't see a reason 
to go listen to another wrestling podcast anymore, so I've stopped listening to that. Um, I listen to Smodcasts when I'm when I'm not doing anything else really, which is very rarely anymore. I've fallen so behind on listening to all the Kevin Smith shows, and um, I think that's I, I listen to a bunch of people from the DDP Yoga community who also happen to have their own inspirational shows. So that that's pretty much it for me nowadays. Yeah, we're just not as big as we used to be. I haven't listened to a full podcast in like a year now. <laughs> and it used to be like a thing I did all day, every day. Uh, from Dan Dahl, what's the toughest injury you've ever dealt with? Um, probably when, when, like I'd spoken about earlier, when I was bumping and I kept tearing the muscle in my back because that was... The one thing I wanted to do, and I, thankfully I found out from there that I just happened to be a pretty good talker, and I was able to work around that. But at the time, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I wanted to keep bumping, and every time I bumped, I could actually not even stand up, and I had to, when I came home, I actually had to pull myself up from the bed every day. I had to sleep on a couch so I could grab something to actually stand back up again, or sit up to stand up. Um, I remember one time... Well, I was in the middle of that. I got a head cold, and I would if I sneezed and I bent over when I sneezed, I was not able to stand straight up for like at least fifteen minutes. It was bad. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I had a pretty severe back injury from a car accident I had in 2009, which created a lot of chronic back issues that were escalated from my from you know working physical jobs. Um, fortunately now, my back problems are very much under control due to a combination of, get this guys, DDP Yoga works, and a combination of the fact that I don't work physical jobs anymore and I'm smart about, you know, the way I sit. If, if my back starts to hurt, you know, I do something about it. And that's just it. Back injuries are, are tough and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be in your 30s and, and be crippled from your back, so... Take care of the back, guys. Worst thing for me is I've burnt my hands. Oh, burns are no fun. Burns are, are uh, the only pain I've experienced that I could not handle. I had, a, I had a broken toe when I played soccer, and that sucked because there's literally nothing they can do for it. They're like, it's going to heal. Just, uh, <laughs> just be ginger with it. And I'm like, well, this sucks. Guess I'll just walk around limping. Limping ain't easy. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel Blake Arnold would like to know, how can I get points every time without being rude? Dan, what's your pro tip? I have two pro tips. Well, I have a pro tip later. Uh, from thinking. First pro tip is, uh, be more funny. <laughs> and that's it. And be more funny. That's the that's the main pro tip. Uh, yeah, I saw later there were people talking about how uh, probably was mostly you, Chris, talking about how people can run things into the ground and and and, and you can do something could be funny for three weeks and then not funny for the next three weeks, like Benoit jokes. And here's my next pro tip: easy way to get a funny Benoit joke. <clears throat> Benoit. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, um, I, I think the real problem is that people will see something, they'll be like, oh man, that Jeff Hardy joke gets points every week. I have to do one now. And then 
it's not funny. You're not the party like, joke guy. Okay, you yeah. gotta find your thing. The context just didn't work. <clears throat> and that's just it. Just because something was funny last week doesn't mean it's going to be funny this week. Because how many? T- if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, how many times has Pat said, "Uh, I don't like this joke anymore. It's it's done now," and then not giving you points? And then oh, people are like, "What are we?" Times. <laughs> yes. It has been known to happen. Yes. Um, from Matt Hardman, what's your favorite stable in the past ten years? So that would be 2006 onward. My first thought was Evolution. Then I remembered they ended in early 2005, <laughs> making it not ten, not within the last ten years. Uh, easy one for me. Two choices: The Shield and the Wyatts. Easily my favorite stables in the last ten years. Think about something that actually happened in 2006. The Great Kali debuted. Well, you asked for something. Yeah, Shield and the Wyatts, that would be it. And the Bullet Club. Hmm. I I really think those are the only ones that were worthwhile. Certainly it wasn't fucking Legacy. Well, yeah, I mean, there there were the... Stibiasi! Legacy. There were fun stables, like 3MB and the Spirit Squad. You know, um... I think the idea and the debut of the Nexus was really good. Uh, And I forgot about them because they got buried. If Daniel Bryan didn't get fired, would the Nexus have worked? Probably. Uh, Actually, I think the Nexus would have worked if they didn't job at SummerSlam, because everybody talks about that, and everybody in retrospect agrees that that's what killed the Nexus. Even John Cena has been like, yeah, I really should have fought to have them go over. Almost Edge and Jericho both told him that you need to lose, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna win." So I made I made a wish to some kid. I gotta okay. win. And then as soon as they got backstage, he's like, "You guys are right. I should have lost." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how well, I got so many title reigns. I wish he would have the title one more time. I guess I gotta oh, do God, it. Dead, dead kids keep on giving him new. <laughs> God, oh man. <laughs> that's why Titus O'Neil is trying to take that over now. So he can actually get a push. He is. He's getting a push. Shh, shh, shh. Don't talk too much about Titus O'Neil. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. From Dan Dahl, which current NXT star do you think will have the biggest impact on the main roster one day? Let's just pick a star. Pat? Wait, from NXT? I'm sorry. Yep. From NXT. Um, Currently on NXT, who's going to make the biggest impact? I'm going to say Sami Zayn. I really think that he's got... So much behind him, and he's going to have such a fanfare when he gets up to the main roster. I think he's going to be a big well, time did draw. Did you hear the pop when he came out for the Rumble? Yeah, he got a huge pop at the Probably Rumble. Probably the second biggest pop of the night. Uh, Dan, who do you pick? Dun Dun. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Wait, were we talking about positive or negative impacts? I am, we're talking I, about TNA impact I, 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 on pop we, TV. Are we still on impact? Um... <laughs> Uh, actually, he probably is going to get pushed when he gets to the main roster because Vince will be like, "Look how big he is! He's so big, and he can't cut promos." That's exactly how he likes it. Oh, he's so big! But, oh, you, you know, you should feud with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Well, 
I'm stroking off. Braun stroking off? (laughs) (laughs) I'm stroking off to him right now. Actually, I am going to think uh, non uh, sexist and say Bailey. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. I think Bailey is going to get the kids, and that's what they love. They want to get the kids. Get the kids. Buy those things. Buy the hairbands. Three different tiers of quality in the hairbands. The lowest quality is a dollar. And it's really just a shrimp. Oh, the lowest the second, quality is a dollar. Second tier is about two fifty. It's cheap plastic. And then at five dollars is a full headband. Like the Rey Mysterio masks. The the dollar one is actually just a bread tie. <laughs> Oh, no. All right, we got two more questions, <clears throat> and this one's going to be a real... It seems like it's going to be complicated, but, Pat, this is a very simple answer for you. Uh-oh. Mike, Michael Vaughn says, I've heard DDP yoga does wonders for anyone and everyone's health. At the moment, I cycle as my exercise. I wouldn't mind trying DDP yoga, but I've heard it has si- it has side effects. So the question is, does Pat randomly say, feel the bang out of the blue? If not, I could get down with it. Unfortunately, you better get well, ready to feel the bang. Yes. All you, right. And at the end of every workout, you also end with bang. Your mom. And you pretend that you're a fire hydrant. And then the last question we got was that Chef posted an article where Road Dog says wins and losses really don't matter and wrestling isn't real competition. Uh, they matter more and less than people think. Than most people think. Some people take the wins way, way too seriously. Man. Yeah, way too seriously. But in reality, if you're booking a guy who doesn't win all the time, the the fans are going to eventually just get bored with it. So he's no good. Why should I shoot Cause, him? Because how many times have losing streak angles gotten over MVP? Well, he was. Uh, it didn't really get him over. Him finally winning got him over, but he was losing fans. Remember, him losing made him make less money, and he lost all his props. Oh yeah, MVP, where's your tunnel? Did you lose that too? Duh. Look, he has to Duh. continue paying for things. All right. <clears throat> it's a pretty long episode, guys. I hope you're still tuning in because we'll be right back. We got trolls coming up, and then we got your favorite game to close out the show. Stay tuned. Hell, son, this is Stone Fold Steve Austin from the Club K Faith Podcast, and I'm here today to talk about GiantMediaBall.com. That's right, GiantMediaBall.com. It's like a giant ball of media with all them damn fleas around, son, especially when you're washing your clothes and you got damn fleas all over. You can listen to We Talk Games, Hit Start Now, Mass Move Aside, Wiggly's Book Club. What? I said Wiggly's Dang Book Club, son. Talking Talkies, The Cannon Cannon, and so much more. We even got Ouch on there. Hell, son, I don't even remember who Ouch is. But We Talk Games, hell. I listen to this while I do all my damn laundry and fold my damn sheets. And that's the laundry line, cause Stonefold said so. And we're back. 
So, as you guys know, this very important football game happened the other day. It's called the Super Bowl. You know how important this is? Even Pat knows about this one. That's yeah. how important. Yeah, I do. And it's, it happened in in Levi Stadium. It's like um it's like I equate it to like if if football had a WrestleMania. That's what the Super Bowl is, right? Exactly. Yeah, they even ripped off WrestleMania by having it in the same stadium. They've done that a couple of times now. Okay, so here's here's the deal. Since it was set in Levi Stadium, they announced their attendance record. It was like 71,000, and the WrestleMania that was there got 76,000. So a bunch of people are already talking about how WrestleMania is a bigger deal than the Super Bowl because it drew more people. We're like, we're just saying it drew more people. Uh, I'm just saying that you could fit more people in a wrestling show. And that's exactly why it's not comparable. Thank you, Dan. All, all they need is a ramp and the little area around the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere that's else it. they can put people. Because they add thousands of seats for wrestling events because they can. So every time you make that comparison and try to sound like you're big, you're coming off as ignorant. Stop doing it. That's why every time they announced that, that the WrestleMania set an attendance record, I went, no, sh- no shit. And the only reason I'm using this as troll truth is because good old me was the last person I saw who posted it. And I'm like, that's it. I'm saying something about this. Oh, God. Yes. But unfortunately, dumb people exist on other. I would love if, if you know, who watched football and talked about who was getting pushed. And I would really love to read those blogs. You know what? You don't have to because there's... The Hey Men of Football all came out last night. Hey Men of Football? <laughs> with, can someone oh. make a um, <laughs> can someone make a meme of the Hey Men of Football? <laughs> I picture like silhouettes of people. The Hey well, Men right, of Football. Right after the Broncos scored for the first time, they're like, yep, we all know whose side the referees are on. Actually, that first call was a bad call. The first call was, but then... The incomplete, that was, that was a complete pass. Well, I didn't get to see a lot of details because I was actually working at the time. So it was on in the lobby of the hotel. But, you know, it's not like the TV is directly in front of me. And I actually did have to do some work. So I did what I could with the Super Bowl. Oh, and but uh, Dan, can you please elaborate more on dumb people on the Internet? Oh, yeah. Well, they're, you know, they're on the Internet and Facebook is like the number one place on the Internet. So, of course, they're there. And, of course, they're at WWE's official verified Facebook page officially. And speaking of the Super Bowl, Titus O'Neil was there representing the WWE. Oh, God, this is where this is going. So uh, this is what people had to respond. This guy reps WWE so much, yet is such a jobber. Amazing. (laughs) That is funny. It actually was funny. <laughs> Superman Panch. <laughs> That's not him. That's also not a thing. <laughs> Superman Panch. Superman Panch. Can I have some Hawaiian Panch? <laughs> sure. Hello, how are you in this day's... 
Well, answer the question, Dan. Uh, how are I in this days? <laughs> I am doing good. If Superman does good, I'm doing well. Our well. next <laughs> our next comment is future world he champ. Well, he he <laughs> is obviously an abbreviation for heavyweight. Don't you know that? For future world he be weight champion. And our last comment. Is it just me or Titus getting a push? You, you, you're getting the push. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you getting the push, not Titus. <laughs> not Titus as well. Is it is it just me or Titus getting a push? Just me. Huh. Yes, only one of you will get the push. <laughs> well, no, if Titus gets a push, maybe somebody else can, but if it's you, it's just you. Just <laughs> you. I am the one who gets the push. <clears throat> well, speaking of people getting pushes, or the opposite of pushes, or it is time! <laughs> it's time to play points, or... Buried. Or. Folded. Or. Frozen. Or chill. <laughs> or. Elephant speared. Or. Oh, you could get Don Weston. No one wants that. Well, actually, that's the one nobody wants over there. He's just, he's sleeping, so. Yeah. I don't want to wake him up. All right, so somebody posted, I think it was Dan Dahl posted something that he saw in his newsfeed where it was like extreme midget wrestling or extreme midget warfare or something like that. And it's this crazy midget wrestling federation. And uh, I was like, well, that was easy. Let's form our own extreme midget wrestling federation and have you guys tell us who's on the roster. So I said, either come up with something original or you could rip off an existing gimmick which is mostly what you guys went for so you ready to hear the midgets joining our extreme kayfabe midget rampage or whatever yes okay we're gonna kick off with the little mouth of the south oh ugh. wow ew. i'm gonna have to get that points but ew it's not quite cringy but i did shudder a little bit <laughs> All right, Bill Haver, you get points. He is the mini opposite ego of our truth. He has a little R and is a little lie. He is R fib. And yes, it's lowercase r. You know, I I like the lowercase r gimmick, but 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 what? What do you want to do to it? What do you want to do? Do you want to bury it? I want to bury it. I want to bury him, Sean. And I'm going to. <laughs> uh, Glenn Kukin, you have been buried. Are buried. Okay. Next up, we have the half million dollar man. <laughs> okay. Yes, points. <laughs> Jeff Trello, it's points. All right. Our next competitor is Ding. Uh, it's basically a little sting, but with a wiffle ball bat. 
<laughs> I like that. Points. Taylor Chadwick, points. Next is HHH, all lowercase. <laughs> ah. I like it. Of course he does. I want to give it points, but I don't do that. Can I give it shovels of dirt? No, you're, no. Just, you're burying it then. Okay, can you give it points? Yeah, I'll give it points. Mike Simsack, points. By the way, stop being selfish, Trips. Everybody else wants to do stuff. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> All right, well, three is enough for small E short stuff. <laughs> three is enough, yes. Points. Jason Cantwell, points. <laughs> okay, this is Jeff and Matt, the Hardly Boys. Does that mean they ain't got no penis, or they're really <laughs> small boys? They're real, they're so small that they are smaller than boys. Don't you know midgets are children? <laughs> I'm gonna give that points. NBA Nathaniel Blake Arnold points. Next up is Mister Wonderful Small Orndorff. Oh God. Was it spelled S M A U L? It wasn't, but and is it Orndorf like D O? Yes, Orndorf. Okay, yes, yes. Orndorf as in dwarf goes fishing. Dan Dahl points. Okay, next up we have the four pony men: Stable Boy Rick Philly, Triple A Arnold A Appaloosa. The Midget of 500 Holds, Bean Mustang, and The Strangler, Chris Pegasus. I see what you did there. You know, you know that, that, that gimmick I have where sometimes you have a good idea and you just go way too long explaining it? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. You have no idea. You just picked up that it's going to get... I just can't wait for Arnold to freeze you. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, no! Yes! 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 <laughs> hey, instead of getting points, why don't you get frozen and chill? Joe Mad Dog Needle, you've been frozen and chill. Okay, next up is the carry-on. means, do you? This is... I don't think so. Okay. The, this is the carry-on, Elizabeth. Oh! <laughs> oh, God. Yes, of course. Michael Vaughn points. See, this is an example where the joke worked. <coughs> God. Next up, we have the .5 man band. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, let's do that. Let's give that points. Dylan Mishaw points. We're a half-man band. Sing it in your head. Next up is the lunatic smidgen, Gene Ambrose. Hell, son. I don't think that's that damn funny, so I can't wait to fold that stuff. Now, you know what I'm going to do? It's so small. It's so small, you can't fold it. I can't even fold in half. Hell, Goldberg, spirit, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. 
They should throw it to me. But he's so small. He's like odd job and golden eye. I can't even spear him. Who's who's of average height? Yeah. <laughs> Yet for some reason he's a midget in the video game. <laughs> oh god, and then Stone Fold just gave Goldberg a stunner. Oh god. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Goldberg gets a stunner. Oddjob gets a stunner. Oddjob wasn't even here. It was a reference we made. <laughs> Joe Kalia the third apparently gets one. Oh god. <clears throat> Alright. This next one is Little Big Show and Pouch Boy. Pouch Boy? Do I, uh, is there a reference I'm not getting? Little Big Planet. Oh, and Sack, oh, and Sack Boy. Oh, get your Pouch Boys! Oh. <laughs> Three tiers of Pouch Boy. Three tiers of Pouch Boy in their aces and eights cuts. Jesus. Oh, you're getting Don Wested. Actually, you're you're getting. I'm gonna throw these these Pouch Boys on the ground. I'm gonna swim in them. Oh. Oh man, he didn't. He's being selfish. He didn't throw it to Stonefold or anybody else. Yeah, what it's all happened? about me. No one Everybody else is doing the assist, but freaking Don Wesley, fuck that. <laughs> oh, no one threw to me anyway. Well, I mean, you could still have... Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to throw to him. You know what I can't Just... buy on QVC? A cure for my depression. That's terrible. Joseph Myers, you've been Don Weston. All right, next up is... You the... feel worse about yourself to make me feel better. Jeez. Next up is the nondescript package, Midge Luger. <laughs> wow, that's a callback. I love that nondescript is a thing on this show. <laughs> because you made Image laugh, water out his nose. By me just literally saying what the bag looked like, the bag was nondescript, and, and Joe just loved that for some reason. <laughs> I, I like how it's a nondescript package. He's the nondescript. He's not total. He's not pint size. He's just a not the nondescript, the nondescript package. There's no way to describe that package. <laughs> that gets points. Siobhan, points. Next up is Alberto Del Poquito. Oh, that's funny. Points. And Poquito. Robert Atkin, points. Poquito bananas. Next up are <laughs> Sliders of Ass. That's points. <laughs> Matt Hardman, good job. That makes it even funnier. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, this one might actually... Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Sliders of ass. All right. This next one might actually be a stable. It's Little Stevie and the Applebee's Appetizers. Oh, God. <laughs> the Apple app. Little Stevie cool. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm giving this points. Adrian Cotton points. And after this, I'm going to go do the live workout with Stevie Richards. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're now in the biggie countdown. These are your final five. Here comes Erwin R. Shyster's Midget Valet tax cut. <laughs> 
<laughs> points. I like it. Russell Wright points. Sexy midget. It's turbo tax time. <laughs> of course it is. Next up, the most electrifying little man in sports entertainment, the Pebble. Yep, that gets points. There we go. Jason Shin points. Next up, the human butt plug, Darren Youth. God. Just cringies. <laughs> cringies to Ellis Homeless. <laughs> That's homophobic. Get ready for Jeff Hardly. I see full size eyeballs on my half sized eyeballs. <sighs> now, are we one and dunning this? We're not. Because we had both Hardies earlier. We did. And, we and had, it was the same fucking name. So what do you want to do? And that one didn't get points, did it? It did. It did get points. Oh, I want to steal this one for myself. Hell, son, you don't deserve it. <coughs> stunner. Stonefold Stunner to Don West. And now he's... He you got to come up with a different name than, than the Stunner. <laughs> the Manila Folder. I don't know. The it's Manila folder. Yeah, I was gonna say folder, but you know, Manila. Folder. It's it's the Snuggie, <laughs> the Snugger, the Snugger, softball Snugger. Don West just fell back, and he's he's backstroking in those aces and eights. I know. I think he's just yes. convulsing, and it just happens to look like that. <laughs> now he really is gonna be slow, Don West. But Stonefold is indeed folding your entry. <laughs> Alan Craig. You've been folded. even even when one and done isn't a rule. It's kind of a good idea to not repeat something. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to steal. You have to. You, got, you have to make sure yours is way funnier, and it was just the same thing. You might get a stonefold snugger if that's the case. <laughs> stonefold snugger. <laughs> Look at Arnold. He's like trembling over there. I think he just he's, he realizes finally that his outfit promotes cold. Or, yeah, he's really just cold. And now, your final entry is the mini version of Glacier. It's Ice Cube. Yes! It's my favorite. <laughs> you could be in the stable with me and Tyler Freeze. <laughs> Batman might be for justice, but Arnold is for just ice. Yeah, the, the Just Ice League. That would Just be unstable. <laughs> it's like you and Captain Cold and Killer Frost. And Captain Actually, Cold. that would be a really good group. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't be. Mr. Freeze, Captain Cold, and, and Killer Frost in the same group. Jeez. Speaking of which, Captain Cold almost made me cry this week when he sees Aww. his little self. Hey, don't be a little bitch. <laughs> don't be a bit. You best go up to bed. Um, so, yes, let's give that points. I think the whole thing is that if his dad didn't go to jail, he would have beaten them. <laughs> like, what? Maybe. All right. They had to make sure his father went to jail, otherwise he would have beaten his family. I don't All right. Don Mario, you get the points. All right, here it goes. You guys got to pick your winner. 
Uh, I pick Stevie and the Applebee's appetizers. <laughs> the Apple the apps. Yeah. <laughs> and the Black Eyed Peas. So uh, that's going to give Adrian Cotton two W's in a row. Uh oh. Maybe he's going to be the man to beat uh, it's, this year. It's only, it's only the beginning of February, and we have a commanding lead. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, guys. So next week, we'll talk about what Daniel Bryan actually does. Yep. And then there'll probably still be speculation, because he probably is only going to say WWE. <laughs> probably. Does it mean he won't go to ROH or, or New Japan or... Season three of Lucha? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know we'll is that out. their t-shirts are too tight. Yes. Indeed. We'll find out next week. <laughs> On our next episode of Stevie and the Applebee's Appetizers. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> been a fantastic night here in Memphis, Tennessee, and what a matchup we... Come here. Come here. Look at this. Do you see it? Do you see my teeth? AJ Styles did this to my teeth. Do you have any idea how much this costs? These aren't even teeth. These are nails. They are worth $10,000. You will wait until I'm done. $10,000 each. And not only that, but this is about my career. I have an audition tomorrow with an Academy Award winning director. And do you think I can go into that audition looking like this? No, I can't. What? What do you want? Well, the WWE Universe has already been tweeting. They want to know, do you know who AJ Styles is now? I think you're funny. Mm-mm.